know our ways are strange to you, but soon you will join us in the 20th century. With three whole years to spare. Mrs. Callender, I'm sure your computer science class is fascinating, but I happen to believe that one can survive in modern society without being a slave to the um, idiot box. That's TV. The idiot box is TV. This is the good box. I still prefer a good book. The printed page is obsolete. Information isn't bound up anymore. It's an entity. The only reality is virtual. If you're not jacked in, you're not alive. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 1, Episode 8, I, Robot, You, Jane. I, Robot, You, Jane. <laughs> uh, before we get started, Stosh, do you have any clarifications or corrections? Um, I had a couple, but I only remember what one of them was. You asked me last episode, two episodes ago, if uh, the Denver Zoo had any red pandas, and they did in 2017, but I guess some endangered species thing or something took them away, according to the Google search I did. Oh. So they transferred somewhere else. Like, they're, they're alive still. Well, that's but, good. Okay. But so as apparently in 2017, alive. the Denver Zoo got new ones, and then they were promptly taken away. I didn't know that red pandas were an endangered species. I don't know if they are. I might... I said problem. endangered species or something. I read yeah. the article. I don't remember it that well now. That's fine. I wouldn't, I'd believe you if you said that they were. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I actually think panda pandas were also, are also, or were also an endangered species at one point. I don't know if they still are considered that. I do remember hearing something about that. I'm real up to date on my world knowledge. I mean, I sure. wish I were. I honestly really care about that kind of stuff. So I feel like I should be more knowledgeable about it, but I'm. But it's so easy to not be. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the one I had. Uh, what about you? I do have one. When I was listening to the pack episode that we were talking about, we talked about how a lot of people who are into sports are not good at explaining sports to non-sports people. And I said that that was interesting to me because nerds are way better about that than non-sports people. But I actually feel like I need to walk that back a little bit because uh, I was thinking about it. And... Not all of us are. No, certain nerds are good about it. <laughs> there are definitely jerks in that community as well. Well, and the example I gave was when you taught me how to play D&D. But what I forgot about until I was thinking, like listening and thinking about it was you taught me because we had two other men in our lives. who Two well, other mutual friends? Yeah. They were in my life more than yours because I think you weren't friends with them anymore at this point who told me that girls can't play D&D and that I wouldn't understand it. And then when I was like, well, Sasha's going to teach me how to play, they were like, no, we'll teach you how to play. And then what they did was basically create a character for me, not explain the process at all, and then like got frustrated me with me when I didn't know how to play. And I was like, this is crap. I don't like this. And then when I went and you taught me, then it was like a lot of fun. So, and now I play d and I'm a DM, you know, and things got better. So something that I just feel like we really need to preface for anyone listening on the off chance that you play sports and you're like, I'm a great teacher. A lot of times when we say stuff like that, we don't mean everybody in either direction. <laughs> yeah, we were just speaking from personal experience yeah. and generalizing more than we probably should have. Yeah, so please don't be offended at any point in time. If you feel like we were overly harsh at all, definitely reach out to us. We've said several times that we would love to hear from everyone, but I just want to make sure that we are trying to be as fair as possible. So yeah, but that's everything. That's the only thing I had. So with that being said, let's launch right into the summary of iRobot, you Jane. Stosh, do you want to kick us off? All right. So we start off in like the past. Yeah. Medieval um, flashback. Yeah. And I think Italy, because it sounded like Italian that they were speaking. Eh, I'll go with it. And <laughs> I don't there, know. <laughs> there's this demon talking to this little boy about how much he loves him. And there's a congregation of some sort of anti-demon force outside. I mean, I don't know that I'd I don't... classify him as a little boy, but definitely a young man. It was creepy either way. <laughs> it was creepy. Anyway, there is a group outside, maybe priests or something i don't think we really know what they are but they uh i called them monks but they didn't really get yeah whatever anyway they invoke the ritual of the circle of calus mm -hmm. to uh trap the demon in this 
book and it actually had a pretty cool looking effect the way like it like shined him onto the letters of the book. <laughs> yeah. And then they closed that book and locked it away. And then some amount of time later, that same exact box was opened by Buffy in the school library. And we immediately get into some tension because all of the books are being scanned into the computer system and Giles is not excited. Well, well, there's also tension with him and Miss Calendar, I think was her name. Yeah, of the sexual variety. (laughs) But I didn't, I wasn't, I was trying to decide if that was... If it, there was sexual tension in that scene, because there definitely was later. Oh, but... I I felt like almost every interaction yeah? with them okay, had cool. a lot of sexual tension, <laughs> except the end. It felt like it was gone, which was weird because I don't think oh, it was really? supposed to be. The end was but... definitely the biggest part, the biggest one for See, me. See, I just the whole time I was like, these two characters are going to bang. <laughs> and then like, we'll get to the last interaction when we get there and I'll yeah. try to explain why. But but we meet, we meet Miss Calendar, we meet Dave and we meet Fritz. This is the first time we meet her. Yeah. Okay. I was worried because she was just implemented like someone who had been there. Yeah. I was like, I don't recognize her. Should I? <laughs> no. The only teachers that we've really like seen at this point. I, I mean, there was like a English teacher in the very first episode, but then we've only really seen Dr. Gregory and the gym teacher. Okay. As far as I remember. But now Miss Calendars. And Miss Praying Mantis. Well, yeah. Miss French. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> this is definitely the first scene where I ever acknowledged that you are right. Giles definitely hates technology. And I was a little bit nervous. I had to really think about kind of similar to what we were talking about with like Buffy and Angel and Willow and Xander and their like romance. I really had to decide whether Giles was actively anti-technology in those first episodes that I was like bringing it up. Or if you just remembered this. Yeah. But I thought about it really hard before I like brought those up. And I did think that they were relevant enough and, and existent enough for me to bring them up in those episodes. But with those episodes, it was subtle, whereas this one it was not subtle. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like every time you brought it up before, I was like, oh, I guess I can see it. It just didn't like stand out to me as yeah. like, that's why he's acting the way he is is because of technology. But in this episode, he's just like blatantly like, fuck this little box and everything it does. <laughs> The entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, this is where those conversations stem from. And it made a lot more sense to me. Well, and I did think, I mean, I think that because I've seen this episode before, those popped up to me like way more obvious than they would to you. But I felt like they were important and existent enough to bring them up, partially because during this watch through is where I realized that they foreshadowed this episode. Because I used to think that this is really when we saw Giles start hating technology, but like it was there the whole time. I just didn't connect those dots I guess. So I wanted to have those planted. And because I knew this episode was relatively early. So I was like, it's fine. (laughs) No, yeah. It never like struck me as odd that you brought it up. I I believed you. I thought, I assumed it would become more prevalent later in the series. Not like this, but (laughs) like I never thought you were like forcing content in that like didn't make sense or something. But I did write down, I love the sass between Miss Calendar and Giles in this episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, what is she teacher of? Do we know? Uh, she's the computer science. She has a computer oh, science just, class. Okay. So it's it's computers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Then Willow scans Moloch into the... In- well, also there's this kid that wants to fight Giles <laughs> over how great computers are. <laughs> That's Fritz. Yeah, it is Fritz. Dave I was and like, Fritz Jesus Christ. There. I didn't remember seeing Dave in that first scene, but he, uh, Fritz... Like immediately was like, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. I wrote that and I was down like, and I was like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> real into it, real into it. Yeah, especially in '97 when like the internet hadn't really taken off as well as it had later. Yeah, but I there was were like, oh like, my god. I think there were like a select handful of like real. Yeah, I mean like computer the, geeks. Yeah, but... and it makes sense. And I mean, once again, I was six at the time, so I don't really remember. Right how developed the internet was back then, but just the intensity with which he felt it was just so intense. Like, oh so my intense. God. Like he's like he's gonna wait and beat Giles' ass after <laughs> class or something because he doesn't want to get on a computer. <laughs> yeah, but then Willow scans Moloch's book into the system. And, and it didn't scan the whole page. Well <laughs> bothered me that she scanned like the middle of this like archaic Italian writing. <laughs> 
and just the middle of the page appeared on screen, but then all the words left and he was in the computer and I was like, okay. Also, before we got to this point, I was like, I'm assuming it's Italian. I might be wrong. Call me out if I'm wrong. But I was like, who at that school is going to be able to read Italian? Because in my head, I was assuming someone was going to open the book and like read it and Mm -hmm. that would cause the demon to be free or something. Yeah. And I was just like, who's going to be able to read this? Apparently a computer. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Then that's everything that happens before the credits. But then when the credits end, we zoom in and we find Willow. We find out Willow is in love. And this was something where there was a time jump and there was a definite time jump because she said last week when we scanned all the computers is when I met him. Oh, I missed that. I I 100% thought we were like a day or two later. No, I missed it completely except for during the swatch through. And I was like, oh, there's a definite time jump there. That's cool. That is cool. Also, I don't know if that demon should be able to speak English or not. (laughs) Because like when it typed out after it got sucked in, where am I? I'm going to say translation app. It's the internet. (sighs) I don't know that there was a translation app then. I don't We don't even have good translation apps now. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's fine. It's definitely a thing you can overlook. And I overall, I really liked like the premise of this episode and like the monster and stuff. Yeah. But in the beginning when they were setting it up, I was like poking holes in it left and right. Yeah. I was like, this is nonsense. That's nonsense. And that I'll, I will stop doing that soon. Cause I stopped doing it pretty quick, but <laughs> it was pretty heavy handed in the beginning. Yeah. But I did. I just thought it was cool that Willow was in love and Buffy was like all about it, but also like, I don't know if I understand it, I guess is really the sense that I got from, from Buffy. But then I also noticed, and it's because of you that I noticed this, Buffy did not go to class, but Miss Calendar was totally cool with it. But Buffy wasn't in class when Willow was. (laughs) That actually reminded me of super bad when Michael Sarah's character is out on the soccer field and he's supposed to be playing soccer. And uh, Jonah Hill's character just like walks on and just starts talking to him. And the teacher's like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> and they're just like chilling. And he's like, you're not in this class. Leave. That scene specifically reminded me of it. I was like how she was like, all right, hurry up and like have your conversation and leave. And they did not do that. Well, I, yeah. I mean, she seemed like she was pretty chill with it, but she was like, as long as Willow's working, mm-hmm. which our computer teacher in high school was kind of like that. I don't know if you ever had Mr. Satter, but he was always like, no, I didn't. If you have an off hour, you can come chill in the computer lab as long as people are actively working on their computer projects. I don't care if you come visit. That's cool. So, it was pretty dope. I feel like I remember hearing good things about him. I never had him, though. Also, while Buffy's sitting there talking to Willow about the dangers of the internet, <laughs> a little, like, webcam is looking at her and, like, r- reads her face to get her database. I wrote down, was computer, was technology just way better in 97 than I realized? Like, I do not remember webcams being around back then. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed, but it was a really, like, bulky webcam. And it, it was around, at least... My grandma had a webcam in like the early 2000s, like maybe 99. So granted, like a little bit of a time difference. Yeah. But like... I mean, well, it's that's when it was recorded. So it's got to exist, yeah. right? And like, I would just think it would be expensive or something. But the compu- the school had them that like... Yeah. Schools aren't really known for having the forefront most technology I mean, it was at their disposal. I mean, So that's kind of where I'm like, maybe it was like a... I don't know. I didn't know this show was taking place in california sunnydale california yeah do they say that i'm sure they do and i just maybe they have i think yet. i just assumed it was a fictional town like it is a fictional metropolis town. or gotham and i was like good enough for me but there is such a place called sunnyvale california in real life oh. and i think that that is so dope and i want to visit someday is it based on it do you know i have no idea probably not but yeah so that Buffy cool. chills in willow's class with her while willow's like having this i am conversation with this boy and then like we get little snippets throughout the episode, but this is like the, where we of, first when see we it. switch scenes. And yeah, and like, that, I loved that. Yeah, I have that written down, and I want to save it for the favorite lines part. But it was like there was just little scenes throughout the whole episode where it was like clear that he was messing with the internet it took till the third or fourth one for me to figure out what was going on but each time i noticed it yeah and like this one i just wrote down like what the fuck was that nazi line like because it was so prominent yeah but like then it just went into the scene and then the next time it did it i don't remember what the next one was off the top of my head the kid was allergic to penicillin yeah i was like there's like a background story going on Mm -hmm. that's just like not even being shown and once i figured out what it was it made a lot of sense, but I was like, that's actually really clever and cool writing, yeah, and I, I really liked it liked a lot. It. I, and I, that was something that I don't think I really, like, I mean, I'm sure I noticed it, because they don't, they're not subtle about it, but right. it was just so, like, not in the forefront of the episode that I didn't, like, think about it or enjoy it the way that I did watching it this time. I was like, that is so clever and just yeah. so on point, and I love it so much. I was really impressed with that, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. 
But so then... And Xander gets jealous. Yeah, I love this. I wrote, Willow's not into Xander. He's jealous. And Buffy calls him on it. And I was just Immediately. like... Immediately. Yes. Everything. Everything about that was just gold, in my opinion. And I mean, he did have some good points, but... Yeah, like, he's... I mean, the dangers of the internet and stranger danger are real. Yeah, so... And were pretty prevalent in the earlier days of the internet, yeah, too. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially in the late 90s and stuff, but it just, This like, definitely was, had a good after-school special vibe when it, it came did. to that. But I think it helps a lot having a teenager say it in, like, a serious way instead of, like, a... Like, if Giles was just, like, talking to her and he was like, you don't know who that could be, like, it... Right. Like, it would have, like, a, oh, the adults are trying to ruin the kids' fun again, but, like... Yeah. And it, it was a jealous boy, but, like, he still made really good points, and I thought it was a lot better done than, like, another TV show could have done it, because it wasn't berating. It was him being like, look, these are all real problems, and also I'm jealous. Well, and then, and Buffy was like, oh my gosh, you're right, he's a circus freak, and then she was like, Xander, you got me going there, and then he was like, isn't that fun to do, <laughs> you know, or something, where he was like, you're right, I'm being a little bit too aggressive yeah. about it, so, like, they both kind of played off each other well, I think, in that scene. They did. But then Buffy was being a good friend and she went to see if she could find out more about Malcolm and she went and talked to Dave and Dave got weird. And then at first, when we switched to Buffy and Giles in the library, I um, felt like Giles was going to blow Buffy off again. Did you feel that way too? No, I didn't get the vibe. I mean, I was it was really quick. I didn't really think anything of it. Like it, the conversation happened real quick and then she was following Dave. Dave. Well, at first it felt it felt really similar to the last episode where, uh, or not the last episode, but the pack episode where Buffy was like, Giles, something's wrong with Xander. And he was like, you're being ridiculous. He's just a teenage boy, you know, whatever. Yeah, hormones will do that. Yeah. And so because it switched to Giles, like reading a book and being preoccupied and J- Buffy being like, Giles, something bad is going on. At first, it seemed like he was going to be like, whatever, you're being ridiculous again. But then he was like, I believe you, but I don't really know. How to help. How to help at this point. Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah, because he was like, look, like, I don't know shit about technology. I really can't do anything to help here. Yeah. And she was just like, ah, fine. Yeah. I I guess I just didn't... It I wasn't kinda, super... Yeah, yeah. I There were a lot of it. choppy scenes, I think, in this, in this episode, so... There were. There were a lot of times where, like, I would go to write down a note, and, like, a whole other scene would happen with something else I needed to write about, and I had to just keep stopping and rewinding and... Mm-hmm. There, there was a lot to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then like Buffy follows Dave. Then we see Malcolm and Willow chatting and he slips up and says something about Buffy being... Well, she's a problem and she burned down her old Yeah, that's why she got whatever. kicked out of her old school. And that's Willow's what it is. like, how did you know that? And he was like, it's on a permanent record. You must have told me about it. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta go. So in that retrospect, I mean, this was a huge Willow episode and... You know, in a lot of ways, Willow was the naive teenager, but I really appreciated, especially in that scene, they were still true to Willow's character because she's smart, she's clever, and that really shines through there, I think. Yeah, she caught on immediately, and it was foolish of him to try to cover it up with two excuses. Right. Like, it's on her permanent record. Once you say that, you just, like, stick with that, and you're like, oh. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, you must have told me, uh, like, panic. Yeah, but then Dave and Fritz try to kill Buffy by electrocuting her in the girls' locker room, but Dave's not quite ready like not quite willing to do that yeah he kind of gave up on it real quick like like he still sent her to die but i don't know i don't think that would have electrocuted her by the way yeah I was, i've always been a little bit iffy about that scene and like even giles was like oh if only like if it was anyone but the slayer and i was like i don't know like <laughs> like a little spark and she was like wearing shoes like yeah. and the water like was barely on the ground i was like I, but I don't really know how all of that works so I, I don't either. Like, I mean, I know water conducts electricity or whatever, because I watched Pokemon when I was a kid. But <laughs> Yeah. But then Dave's like, I can't do it. I can't go through with it. And so Malcolm writes him up a suicide note and Fritz kills him. That was actually a legitimately terrifying scene. It was so bad. It like, was so, the second, so dark. Yeah. The second it pulled up that uh, notepad. And started writing out the thing. I was like, at first I was like, why did the demon switch programs to keep typing? And then like by sentence two, I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Fuck, that's terrifying. Yeah, (laughs) it was so 
like ugh. and every time I watch it it like feels worse I mean it's, it's one of those things where it's not like with the pack where I just didn't understand what was going on you know what I mean right but especially relevant with like everything today like there was that documentary out about the girl who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself and stuff like it's just such a serious intense and it's such a like a huge thing where it's like such a dark subject and like especially back in in the 90s mental health was so not talked about right you know and so it was just such a such a scene for me <laughs> I don't know I'm having a hard time because the you know the Xander scene in the pack it was uncomfortable to talk about and with this one it, I guess it's uncomfortable but at the same time it's something that so speaks so strongly to my heart because I've had friends who are suicidal I've had friends who you know have tried I have at least one friend who has and it's just like so emotional for me. And like obviously he wasn't actually committing suicide, but just like thinking about his parents, you know, like yeah. Well, and it like even if he didn't, like he just kind of got into something over the course of a couple weeks, I guess, that like was just over his head. And he's like a what, 15, 16 year old kid, probably. Yeah. Like that's it's like scary to think that like you could just like get at such a young age into something like that and it would really just end your life. Like yeah. Well, and like there's an episode of Criminal Minds, a serial killer would like convince teenagers to like suffocate themselves and they like turned it into a game and it was like, how long can you go without breathing or something like that? I don't remember the exact premise, but like stuff like that really happened and does really happen where you can like convince someone to harm themselves through the Internet. And like, oh, it was just such an intense scene for me. And I'm just, I really liked Dave. So I'm really sad. What? Why that. did you like Dave? I don't know. He just seemed lost. <laughs> And he needed some friends that weren't God. Fritz. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like he He probably felt like enough. Just cause character. he just cause he didn't want to commit murder. Well. <laughs> doesn't mean he was like I I guess I I didn't like him. He was a neutral character. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I kind he like he was fun in the earlier scene where he was talking to Buffy and she was like trying to understand stuff. Yeah. And she was trying to track down where Malcolm is from. Yeah. And then uh Giles figures out that Malik is in the, the computer and, and reveals it to Buffy, Buffy and, Xander. and Xander. Which, that was a fun interaction, I think, between the three of them. And then uh, they try to delete the file and it doesn't work. Also, and Buffy types slower than sin. Well. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's fucking chicken pecking that so bad and slowly. <laughs> Notice she was not in that computer science class. She was just visiting. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, and then Buffy tells Giles to get Miss Calendar and help involved while she and Xander go get Willow. Which and then we, <laughs> and then we cut to Willow's uh, house, which I think this is the first time we've seen it. Yeah, I think so too. And she has some knockoff version of AOL. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. Um, yeah, and she gets kidnapped. Does Fritz kidnapped her right for Malik? Malik? Uh, yeah, he uh, popped out. She was walking around looking for her parents, which hopefully they're okay because we didn't get a resolution on that. <laughs> Uh, dad, her dad forgot his keys again. Yeah, I liked that little little snippet. I did too. It didn't. I as far as I noticed, it didn't show us like the parents knocked out or anything. It no. was just like no, they just weren't home. Yeah, hopefully that's normal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Fritz popped out and uh, chloroformed her and dragged her off, and we don't we didn't know where to. But good old Detective Buffy. <laughs> And Giles, like, calls up Miss Calendar and is like, I have to tell you something. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Which was, like, super intense because then they switch to Buffy and Xander realizing that Willow's been kidnapped. And they go up to, to find him and then it flitches back to Giles and Miss Calendar. And she says, she so, like... I think that that is supposed to allude to her being evil is what I think that they were trying to give you a feel for as if like she was in on Malcolm being Moloch. Maybe. But I could, I could of the see way it she just like, that. she was just like, I know. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know? But then she's yeah. like, I'm a techno pagan. And which is a fun term. Yeah. And then Buffy and Xander run into the, research facility where willow's been i did not up. write down what those three letters were i, I know also, the first one was c yeah i feel like it was like crd i keep wanting Maybe. to say cbd but that's not what that is yeah it's not cbt either no it's, i think it's crd but um yeah so willow's in there she rejects malcolm he kills fritz he's a robot now which was actually really cool yeah i liked his robot body yeah even though like he lost like the techno effect on his voice and sounded like a 12 year old 
which was weird. But uh, yeah, like I, it was neat that it like kind of looked like him, but just like was a robot. Just, yeah, just a robot metal. demon. Like that's a badass and unique concept. Yeah, but Miss Miss Calendar creates a circle inside the web. Um. Also, I wanted to say with him getting his robot body and stuff, relevant that this was written by Joss Whedon because it felt really uh like a precursor Old, to Ultron. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, like. Part of me, even before I remembered both were by Whedon, I was just like, this has really similar vibes to that. To Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. No, I did make that connection um, a long time ago, and I don't know how I forgot it, because that's true. It's like huge mm-hmm. connections there. Um, and speaking of that, I really want to know what's up with the guy in Beijing and what's going on with him and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but good for him. I don't know about you, but I do not want to put a hit out on my mom. Well, some people have a lot more toxic relationships with their parents than <laughs> I you guess do. That's true. Then Xander got to hit somebody. I really like this because this was kind of coming back to like what you were talking about with Buffy and Luke and how she tricked him. Um, and this, in this episode, like when he was a robot and he had his metal body, Buffy could not kick his butt. She could not. Nope. Mm-mm. It was like not going to be good for her. So she had to use cleverness to get rid of him. Um, once Jenny had kicked him out of the internet. so And she did a really good job of it. Yeah, I noticed that, and I I thought about your your bringing that up in a previous episode, and I was like, she did it again. So that was something where, like I said... It's always something I enjoy when the villain is too tough for the hero or heroes, and they have to come up with a a clever way to defeat or subdue them. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, also... Did a fucking prime job of that. <laughs> anyway, go on. No, but yeah, and and that's something that happens a lot in this. I feel like because you know, with Luke, she tricked him about the sunlight. With the witch, she had to knock the mirror down. Though yep. there was a lot of strength involved in that. Um, teacher's well, pet. It's, it's fine if they need their powers to right. do it. It's just it sucks when it's like I had more willpower than you, and therefore I've defeated you. Like right. who cares? Like that's not a good story. Right. Um, and teacher's pet, she had to use her knowledge on pray mantis and uh she used what dr gregory kind of inspired in her and never kill a boy on the first date she did use just like pure strength i feel like yeah it's okay for it to be that way sometimes but i'm gonna praise it when it's not that way because i think that's yeah more fun so that's just like the first five episodes and like only one time did she only use strength you know i'm not gonna go through each and every one because we don't need to because all we're missing is the pack and angel yeah (laughs) And I don't think she did it in either one of those, so. Yeah, so in this episode, she had to use her brains to get rid of him, and that was And he punched nice. the electric box and short-circuited himself and blew up. Not a, not before he uh, killed Fritz, though. Well, yeah, no, Fritz had to die. Yeah, yeah real which... casually, out of nowhere, just <laughs> crack. What a bummer. Which, yeah, whatever, good, <laughs> fuck Fritz. You is know? exactly what I've written in my notes. <laughs> no. That kid uh, sucked. He was not great. I'm gonna feel bad for his parents. They might not know he was a shithead, but... Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but I don't feel bad for him. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> but then we go to this nice scene between Giles and Miss Calendar, where he returns some jewelry that she had. <laughs> yeah. Where, where does, does she, she dangle it? <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. Miss Calendar does not dangle the corkscrew from her ear. <laughs> I mean, there's like an obvious sexual place she could mean, but I'm... <laughs> that's crazy gonna... to put in this show. <laughs> I think it's from her belly button. That would be my assumption. Oh, that would make way more sense. But I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I'd... And uh, and in that scene, Giles gives one of my favorite monologues of the entire show. Um, when she's like, "Why don't you like computers?" and he's like, "They don't smell," and he has that huge. I wrote that whole speech down. It's one of my favorite. There's like, there's like two or three monologues that just like really, really stand out to me through this entire seven season series. And we've already gotten to one of them. <laughs> That's cool. Because um, I love that. I did really enjoy what just what he had to say in it. And I mean, I agree about the smell thing with like triggering memories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there are times where I'm just driving and like smell something I don't even recognize. And, and like I just suddenly like remember a place I'd been when I was like four. And I'm like, what? What? Mm-hmm. So. There's stuff that just like smells of nostalgia. And like there is this uh, a quartet did Tomorrow Pierce Immortals Quartet that I talked about in the pack a little bit um, were my favorite books growing up and I like carried them around and I actually had to buy new copies. I bought the exact same printed copies because you know book covers change and stuff. I went on Amazon and spent 
extra money to get the exact same printed versions because uh, they were out of date. But I carried them around so much for so long that they're literally, I still have the original ones, but they're falling apart. And like the last book is in like three different parts because of how, because they're paperbacks. Um, and they have such a distinct smell that like smells of comfort to me. So like that's part of why that scene was so intense for me. And part of why like if you ever follow my bookstagram, like there's a lot of debates on bookstagram of like, do you prefer ebooks, paperbacks, hardbacks? Like what, what's your reading preference? And I'm always paperback, never ebooks because like that is Giles instilled that into me at a young age and I would never let it go. <laughs> so. And that's uh, tiaras and books? Yeah, tiaras.and.books. But yeah, so then we go to Buffy and Willow and Xander and like Willow's feeling down about herself. <laughs> this is like such a great scene. So Willow's feeling all down about the fact that like Malcolm turned out to be a demon and Buffy's like, whatever. In the last episode, I was really into a vampire. And then it's like, yeah, I remember a few episodes ago when I was really into a praying mantis? And Willow's like, that's true. And then we're like, we're never going to have a... None of us are ever going to be able to have a, a healthy relationship. And they're like, we're doomed. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. sadness. That's a great... It was a nice little bonding moment for the trio. <laughs> great finishing line for the episode. It was. I liked that a lot. One thing I noticed is uh, I was talking before, and it's not every episode, but a, a while ago I said that I thought maybe every episode always like started and ended with like Buffy, Buffy and Giles. And, Giles. and that it, it's been heavily true, but not every single, not every single one of those. But usually it's just like to show how they've like grown as people or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this one was nice, a nice deviation from it because instead it ended with Giles and then Buffy, but separately to show just how they'd grown individually, but apart from each other. Yeah, I guess now it's time for our pop quiz. So we're just going to start with the hardest question right out of the gate. Question okay. number one. What was the most 90s thing you noticed? Uh, she had to call Giles from a payphone. Oh, that was your most 90s thing? Yeah, because <laughs> honestly, all of the technology in this episode felt like aesthetically 90s and like, but could have happened today almost. Like, yeah, no, it just like all looked so, so 90s to me. It and looked 90s for sure, but just like plot wise, it wasn't which, like, which is why I was like surprised that like technology was as good as it was back then because I don't remember it being that good. Yeah, but it had to be because it wasn't like recorded later, like. Yeah, I mean, I did find out from my mom because I think in like the first episode we talked about the fact that my mom, I thought that my parents didn't have a computer in, t in our home until like 2003. And really it was just that I didn't use the computer until like 2003 because that's when I was like nine and old enough to really use a computer. I was say when I was eight years old is, no, it was younger than eight. Yeah, my parents apparently got I think a, when I was, actually, I think when I was six or seven is when my dad started letting me go to like websites they advertised on like Cartoon Network and shit, so... Yeah, I think my mom said that it was That's when crazy. my sister was in, like, kindergarten. So it was, like, 96, 97. Yeah. No, there's always been a computer present in my life. It's just what abilities it had <laughs> that have changed. Right. Yeah, but it was really intense. I felt like that computer class as a um, whole was pretty 90s. That's fair. So. Um, I did have one more, and that was uh, that she met Malcolm in a chat room. Yeah. <laughs> like, ain't no one in chat rooms anymore. <laughs> Yeah, now it's all Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, social media. Some people still use forums. I still yeah. use forums for certain things. Yeah. Dean uses Reddit a lot. That's still just social media. Yeah, is it? I don't I, know. I think so. Like, it's slightly different, but... I like... I feel like it fills the same hole that social media does. <laughs> I, like, tried to use Reddit one time, and I was like, I don't get it. Just like TikTok. I tried it, and I was like, I don't get it. So I just moved on. Oh, I have a problem with TikTok now. It took me, like, three years... And finally, I was just like, oh, I understand why everyone can't put this down. <laughs> well, I know that you send me TikToks. And I, like, I, like I told you that one time, it took me a really long time to figure out that people can send you TikToks through the app. So like every now and then I check my TikTok inbox and I've got like 80 messages from people. And I'm just like, oops, my bad guys. So, but I do, I do try to check it semi-regularly. But I had one more 90s one. Buffy referred to an email as an e-letter. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so then going into question number two, do you think looks matter? I do think looks matter. I do too. I don't think they're the most important thing, I but... I wholeheartedly agree with yeah. both of those statements. Yeah. Uh, my roommates actually were just watching that new show... Love uh, is Blind. Is that what it is? Where a bunch of people are like in locked pods. in rooms? Yeah, and they like... Yeah. yeah, my roommates were watching that a while ago, and I sat down and watched like an episode with them, and they got into an argument because the husband of the two 
was talking about how he was just like, this would never fucking work because you could like someone as much as you want. But when you see him, if that's not what you're into, you're going to lose interest immediately. Well, and in Love is Blind in season two, spoilers, please fast forward if you're going to watch Love is Blind and you don't want to know this. But there was a guy in season two who asked a girl to marry him. And then when he met her, he like was really strong. He's like, I really like her. We really connect, but I'm just not like physically attracted to her. She's like my aunt. And I was like, oh, and then he was like gonna marry her anyways. And she was like, no, you're not into me. I'm not gonna marry you. Which, like, was good, you That's know? the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. But I was definitely sitting here like, definitely give it a shot, you know, even if someone isn't necessarily, like, the most attractive person to you, like, right away. You know, I've dated some guys who I wasn't, like, overly physically attracted to, but you have to have some sort of physical attraction, you, you know? No, you definitely do. And, I mean, there's other things, like, uh, like, personality can affect it later once you learn to meet someone or... Mm-hmm something like me and a coworker were talking about celebrities we find attractive the other day and he i don't remember who we were talking about but he said someone did you I, say kate beckinsdale because she is definitely the most attractive celebrity in my opinion <laughs> i don't even know what kate beckinsdale looks like oh she was the girl in van helsing uh she's the main oh no i don't think she's that good looking i know she's who you're the talking main girl about in underworld yeah too. underworld is what i know her from uh no i've never been i just really like her in van helsing that's fair no I, and i don't remember who we were talking about but uh he he brought up someone and i was like i used to not be interested in her at all but like she like i watched like interviews and stuff with her because she was prevalent and i am attracted to her now because of the way she chose a personality not that i know her personally but yeah because of the personality i think she has yeah and i've gone the other way with people too where it's like they could be super attractive and then once you learn who they are as a person like you you lose that filter and you're like oh never mind but it's still a factor yeah and as much as it sucks and would be cool if it wasn't it going to be for everyone yeah for the most part yeah it just is what it is but so yes looks aren't everything but they do matter question number three do you think fritz or dave was in the chess club no neither of those dudes drink or start fights for sure (laughs) i don't know Fitz seemed like he had some pent-up aggression. Yeah, and it wouldn't be there if he was fighting in the <laughs> chess club. That's true. That's true. Fritz sucked. Um, no, I don't think either one. Like, they were clearly, like, techie guys, but that doesn't always overlap with. No, I agree with you. So, question number four. Did you have any opinions on Giles' take on technology where he, specifically where he and Miss Calendar were arguing about uh, her saying that you just want information to be stored where a bunch of, only where a bunch of white guys can get it, and he was saying that technology is making it where humor human interaction is all but obsolete and and the the way that technology can manipulate a person yeah and just uh he specifically said just because it's new doesn't mean it's better yeah um which uh by itself is a concept i agree with but i don't know i think if he had elaborated more i could agree with him yeah. but in just in that scene by itself i think he was just kind of holding on to what he was more comfortable with yeah which is okay but it's like as far as like facts are concerned or anything it doesn't really like hold up to anything like i couldn't say i agree with him i don't know in what way technology could be manipulating us the way he's thinking about it yeah i mean it's interesting Um, to me I don't I don't think it's necessarily like, well, first off, I don't think it should just be accessed by old white guys. But <laughs> I don't know that that was what was a, the way it was before, though, is my thought process, because I, I yeah. mean, I guess it's I'm, hard because I'm not of that generation. Yeah. It, yeah. It's hard to be against it when you grew up jacked in. Well, even and alive, <laughs> even if I was in that generation, though, like I would have been in a suburban white neighborhood where information would have been readily available so i don't know that i can say like oh they didn't have access to books you know in the more lower class rough areas yeah i don't know if they did or not because in my mind i would say that like it's easier to get access to a book at like a library than it would be for yeah because libraries are free you have to pay for internet yeah exactly so it's if anything that requires somewhat more privilege chances are good a library in a nicer neighborhood is probably gonna have more yeah but i I mean as long as we're enforcing anti-discrimination laws yeah like anyone can go to a nicer library right Right. exactly it would be farther away but you know yeah more inconvenient but if if it was technology not technology if it was information you really needed i feel like it would be accessible no i think the advent i don't know 
It kind of depends on what type of information you're looking for. Yeah. Because, like, if it's, like, uh, political, like, most people on the internet just wind up in echo chambers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is definitely a downside to the internet. But also, I can Google anything I ever am wondering about, and I might not always get a true answer. But, like, if if I wasn't going to do that, I wouldn't go to the library and find out. I'd just sit there wondering. Yeah. And then forget. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it almost feels like Giles was like the prologue to the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix, which I watched once and it terrified me and I feel like I need to watch it again just because there's so much information coming at you in that documentary. And so it's just like crazy to me, you know, that like that's something that was a danger that I didn't think people were thinking about back then, but Giles clearly was. (laughs) So it's interesting. It is. It's really interesting. So question number five, did you ever worry about your cyber? friends being not who they said they are because you had gaming friends right when you were growing up and stuff that you like didn't know in person a few um no i never worried about it but nothing remotely malicious ever felt like no one was ever like hey we should meet up and and i never had an online girlfriend um which is like a huge part of those dangers is trying to get a significant other online because they are going to want to meet up Right. And well, if they want to meet up, kind of what Buffy said, though, is I think it's OK to, to find someone online and to meet up with them as long as it's well, in it daylight is. with friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, dating apps are a thing. And yeah. I'm not I'm not like sitting here saying it's all bad. I'm saying especially in the late 90s. Yeah. Like that's like where that came from, though, is like that's that's when it's scary is if they want to meet up or know personal things about you and i never ran into that it was always like gaming and stuff yeah or like even like i had like a couple of friends on like aim um aol instant messenger oh back in the day oh yeah um that i didn't know and like one was just like some kid who i think was my age but he lived in las vegas and like we just like chat about life and like what school was like and what was going on and like just stuff like that but never anything more than that yeah okay uh, what about you? Well, I, again, was like really not tuned into that kind of thing. But I do remember my mom was like super worried when I wanted to get a MySpace account. Because I had a lot of friends who weren't allowed to have MySpace accounts. Yeah, because of all of the stranger danger and all of that stuff. And I had a friend in middle school who was like, you should just get it. And I was like, I'm not doing it without my mom's permission. My mom and I sat down just like we, we kind of did a lot where I would be like, okay, here are all of the reasons why... I want to do this. And she would be like, here are all the reasons I'm concerned about it. And I was like, here are all the things I'm going to do to assuage your concerns. You know, so my account was private. I never accepted friend requests from anyone I didn't know or didn't know. Like, I mean, I guess technically I accepted Justin's friends request before I met him, but he was like, he had mutual friends, friends of yeah. yours. Yeah. It's like, and he was in the same city and like, I did eventually meet him in person. And um, you knew people who knew him. Like, yeah. that matters. Yeah, like, I had people that vouched for who he was and, like, were also friends with him on that social media platform. So, like, I knew it was legit. So it was never like, I'm, my name's Tina and I live in Texas. Do you want to be friends? No. <laughs> you know? So that was something that was, like, always kind of on my mind. But when I did get into World of Warcraft for, like, a hot second, there was, like, this dude who lived in Florida who I, like, kind of became friends with and we, like, exchanged phone numbers. But then he got weird, so I, like stopped talking to him yeah. um, and my mom did have that talk with me when i got at myspace she was yeah. just like yo don't talk to people you don't know on there right and i was like okay and that was that was pretty much the extent of it she trusted me and i didn't break that trust so yeah same with my mom i mean for the most part yeah sounds like you had to jump through more hoops than i did any last thoughts on that before we move on to the final question question number six no okay uh so question number six what were your thoughts on Miss Calendar being a techno pagan? I know you said you liked the phrase, but what'd you think? Uh, I have mixed feelings on it. I'm always weird in shows like this when other people have access to real information, like knowing like specific what specific demons were and stuff. Because I feel like you really need to show some sort of some sort of extraordinary ability of theirs to make it feel like it could still be in the real world. And like like why wouldn't everyone just know about it if the information's readily available right it was a fun twist and i like her presence in it like it was it was really fun interactions and stuff but just about the concept in general that's usually where i sit on it like in supernatural when they ran into like other slayers and stuff i kind of had the same thing usually that was done in a way that i was happy with full disclosure i stopped watching before season seven <laughs> Like mid-season seven. Yeah, I think I might have made it to season eight or season nine. I don't remember. Anyway, the point is they had similar things where there were other, they would run into other people who knew that like horrors were real. And I just think there needs to be some sort of explanation why she was able to discern that these things were real when other people cannot. Other than that, like obviously like Willow and Xander have access to Buffy. So like they have an excuse. 
it was Giles' destiny or whatever to be a, a, watcher. a watcher. That specific thing aside, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, I really enjoyed the whole ritual with her getting her like circle circle together. I will say, hold on to that and continue to think about it on the off chance she pops up again or I other very strongly like was assuming she would be a returning character when she showed up. That's fine. But whether she comes back again or other characters come in knowing it, I mean, like Amy's mom was a witch. Keep that kind of thing in mind with characters to see what you think of each one. Okay. As they come up or their stories develop. I can do that. Anyway, overall net positive. Cool. I liked her as a character and as a techno pagan. Cool. Um, and that kind of just comes right into our character development segment because that's the end of the pop quiz. And so with that, Miss Calendar was one of our new characters. The four I have written down were Miss Calendar, Malcolm slash Malik, Dave, and Fritz. And we've already established that you were not a huge fan of Fritz. <laughs> no, Fritz sucked. I'm glad he's dead. And I'll say it again. <laughs> I don't say that a lot about a people. Or I might. I don't know. He's definitely super creepy. Wasn't a huge fan of him either. Um, I did really enjoy him freaking out on Giles in the beginning, though. <laughs> The I I already don't the remember. The written but word is what? what did the written say? word is obsolete, obsolete, old man. Yeah, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. Yeah, I wrote, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. I did I too. Like, I wish. What a weird, yeah. weird sentence. I wish that I had written down the entirety of what he said in that scene because it was so good. Yeah, in such a weird way. So yeah. as a character, I I actually kind of enjoyed some of his parts, but he was a fucking weirdo and needed to die. <laughs> yeah. Not super sad about him. We already established that I was a little bit bummed about Dave and you did not give a shit. <laughs> you did not care about Dave. I was very neutral towards Dave. I liked his interaction with Buffy. He should have just fucking kept his mouth shut when she was like asking him for help. And he like kind of seemed to be like enjoying another human talking to him. Yeah. Which I'm sure was a rarity for him. Yeah. Based on stereotypes. Well, she called him a computer geek and then amended it to genius. Yeah, but that was like a cute little scene and like you could tell he was like enjoying like the company and stuff. So I did like enjoy that aspect. But then he was like, stay away from Willow. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like you just <laughs> hadn't said anything like because now she knows you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and into some shit. Well, but. yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cute. I um, It felt like one of those things where it's like when you can tell that someone doesn't get asked about their passion very often, you know, because he like came alive and was like super excited that she was asking him computer related questions and he knew that answers and was like I know this I can tell you about it and was like confident and excited and then like you know and that's something that I think you can really notice in people of who feel like they don't get they're not quite as, as social as other people it's like you can tell that like their parents or their friends or their families are just like they just don't get it you know yeah and so if someone Sorry. gives them any sort of attention or asks them about it at all, they just go in hard, you know? So yeah. that was, that. I think, and that's part of the reason why I think I liked Dave is he felt relatable to me in a lot of ways. And he just, I don't know, he just had like a kind face and I liked him. I get it. He was like, like I said, he wasn't like a jerk or anything. He did agree to commit murder, <laughs> even if he backtracked it later. So, oh yeah. I Why mean, don't you put that in your lockbox and yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I mean by that. But That's true. I guess I never thought about the fact that he like... Like until someone was nice to him, he was ready for them to die? Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just thinking he was getting peer pressure to do it, but <laughs> it's not really an excuse, I guess. Um, yeah, peer pressure is not an excuse to murder, kids. <laughs> it really isn't. Don't murder anyone, no matter what your friends tell you. That being Even said... Even if all the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> especially if all the cool kids are doing it don't do it that being said the only recurring characters that we have that have been in previous episodes are buffy willow giles and xander um it did feel like a notably small casted episode like i noticed it yeah and i was like it feels like there's like a weird lack of characters here we are missing cordelia again i was also gonna say that we were missing cordelia again once i when i was done with my notes i was like the first thought i had was like cordelia wasn't in this episode again yeah but so, was she in a, was she in the angel episode? She was because okay. she yeah because Xander stepped on her three hundred dollars shoes. But she was like a cameo. Yeah, she was I like wonder, barely in it. I wonder if Charisma Carpenter was like on vacation or something. Yeah, for she this. might have been busy for those three weeks of recording or whatever. But um, I mean that's half of the season at this point. I mean I'm not well two episodes out of seven. Three, three if you count eight, that two episodes out of eight. 
she's been gone. So, but I feel like there was a lot of interesting interaction with the recurring characters and the new characters. Like, obviously, um, it's kind of cool. Giles has like a little bit of a love interest now, but Miss Calendar wasn't just interacting with Giles. She had cool interactions with Willow and Buffy, I feel like. So that's cool. I agree. Buffy, I think, again, put her smarts to the test and really proved Dr. Gregory correct about the fact that if she puts in the work, she can figure stuff out. So I do want to point out, I think that this was a huge episode for Xander. It was. Being not a shit person. It was. It was. He was such an excellently neutral person in this episode, and I really appreciated it. Which, it was a it was a Willow-based episode, so I feel like that's part of why, is we've gotten, like, three Xander episodes at this point, and now we finally get a Willow episode. Finally! Yeah, like, really, finally, honestly. So, that was kind of nice, I felt like. When she was snooping, <laughs> I was, the exact thought I had was, it's too bad the Marvel movies hadn't come out yet, or she would know she needs to be wearing a hat, too, and they wouldn't be able to recognize her. <laughs> Um, but I think we, we also got a little bit from, from Giles. Yeah, we learned he really hates technology. Yeah, like, they, they really cemented that in. There was a little bit of foreshadowing that I called out because I've seen the show so many times, but this episode is where you really get the tell that he, not a fan of computers, though he not is a fan of Miss Calendar. <laughs> and she is a fan of him, <laughs> despite his crusty old white man ways. Yeah. And then we did see with Willow, I think that we really got to develop, like, really understand that she is quite lonely. lonely. Yeah. It's shown through in other episodes, too, but it really showed mm-hmm. in this episode, and it sucks. And I, I do feel for her. Yeah. Um, It was kind of an interesting dichotomy, because you got, it showed how lonely she is and how, like, kind of desperate for some sort of boyfriend she is, especially when she was talking to Buffy, and Buffy said something like, well, it's not like you. And she was like, oh, not like me to have a boyfriend? Yeah. And obviously that's not what Buffy meant, but right. you could really feel it, like, that that's how she felt. And But she was still smart enough in the end to figure out... That there was something wrong. Yeah. And, like, she figured out... I mean, I guess technically Xander and Buffy figured out immediately that something was wrong. Yeah. So I can't say she figured it out first, but like she realized on her own without her friends having to like tell her like there's a problem here. She was she wasn't confronted with the demon like she didn't agree to meet up with him. She was immediately like not immediately, but once once it felt fishy, she was just like, actually, I need to call this off. This isn't this isn't cool. So it was nice that she was able to do that, even though but it wasn't infallible because she still got herself into the situation. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was going to say Buffy did try to say a couple of things to her and she kept getting kind of sniffy. Well, she, she was, was defensive like, because yeah. it was like, well, everyone's in love with you, including the boy I like. Yeah. Well, she was like, Malcolm said you wouldn't understand. And I was like, yeah, because he's a I don't a predator. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's a manipulator. He, he, Malik the Corrupter is the ultimate gaslighting, manipulative, toxic man. Or demon. I D-man. D-man. <laughs> um, I don't understand what Malik's goal was with Willow. So my understanding, especially based off of like the beginning with the guy, like Malik gets his power from being loved and being worshipped. And so I think he wanted Willow's love. I was also, I was trying to pay really close attention to it in this one because he was talking about how he wants to repay her because she ultimately is the one who got him out of the book. because She scanned him. Yeah. I just like, I understand demons and corrupting people and stuff, but like he just like straight up killed like Fritz. Yeah. And I was like, what does he need Willow for that he can't just like kill her or doesn't want to? I mean, he did. He did eventually just like all right i'm gonna kill you anyway well yeah because she turned him down but first he was just like i love you i want to give you everything yeah and i was like why like so my assumption and this could be completely off if i am wrong please feel free to send us an email or reach out to us to let me know your thoughts on it but my perspective on that is that he gets more power at from killing someone who loves him so like fritz already adored him already was willing to do whatever he said so then he killed him and he got more i don't know if it's power or just joy or whatever out of it and so he wanted willow to have that same thing before he killed her so i think he was gonna kill her either way gotcha that makes sense I just, it was a question on my mind. It's a good point. It's a good question. So that's Willow. And I do think that we saw a lot of Buffy just proving that she is a really good friend to Willow in this episode. Yeah. You know, and honestly, a good friend to Xander too, because she's willing to call him out on being jealous and like get his headspace, you know, into where it is and stuff. And, you know, I think she was just overall, she was mostly a support character in this episode and she did that really well. I agree. 
Except for one thing, when she was like locked in that room with, I think, gas pouring in or something. Mm. And it was another example of her powers being super inconsistent. Because I think episode one Buffy would have had no problem just busting that door down and getting out of there. Okay. I will agree with you, but also say that I think that the difference there is that I think Malik had some sort of like encrypted code to keep the door closed and the gas coming in because as soon as he lost his access to the internet and the access to all of the technology everywhere is when she was able to break the door down. But I don't know if that kind of security system existed back then, so I could be wrong there. I respect that and still say that even if that's what was happening, she could have broken through that door. (laughs) That's fair. Like she's just, she's really strong or has been shown to be really strong. Yeah. So I think like, even if there was some sort of metal bar locking that electric metal bar locking that door closed, she would have been able to break through some part of that door, snap the handle, something. Yeah. Um, And I understand that she needed to not be present for everything to go the way it worked. It just, but it was still inconsistent with other portrayals. Well, and like Xander was getting passed out and then all of a sudden he was fine when the door opened. And I was like, yeah, that's how gas works. (laughs) All right. It's not. (laughs) Anything else on (laughs) character development? You've never been almost about to pass out and (laughs) suddenly been fine. Yeah. And then the door opened and you were fine. Yeah. (laughs) No. Um, Who's the new Herbert for you? Who's your new favorite? My new Herbert. I was going to award that title to Giles for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He was just, I think he, because to me, it's not who was my favorite as much as who was the best and performed the best on top of me really enjoying them. Okay. And I think he really had to grow and get his shit together to to do the electronic ritual and accept that computers are going to be a thing. And I think it was like a really Giles-based episode, and I think he had the most moments to shine. And so he is both my new Herbert for the episode and my favorite for the episode. Okay. And overall series so far? Overall series so far, it's still going to be Willow. Like, yeah. just because she's lonely doesn't make me like her any less. Well, that's, you know, fair. It sucks she fell for it, but she's still just a fun character. And I I really like how she, like, once again, I even brought it up earlier, how she um was able to figure out that shit was amiss before um being confronted with the problem directly. It didn't help her, but she still figured it out first. Um, My Herbert and my favorite ca- character of the episode is going to be Miss Calendar. I really liked her in this episode she was a lot of fun and then my overall favorite i think this has been consistent so far has been giles he's just done the best it has been consistent so who's gonna be your xander for the episode the worst performing obviously fritz (laughs) it's gotta be fritz you know yeah fritz is the right answer because he fucking sucked (laughs) yeah all right great well that'll just move us right into favorite moments lines and surprise moments obviously we've all we've already covered several times the if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. <laughs> That's the weirdest fucking thing to say. Um, I also in that scene really liked when Xander was like, Willow, I love you, but bye. <laughs> Um, that's funny stay behind and do because one of my favorite lines of the whole episode was you're kidding, right? And she said, yes, it's a joke that I made up. (laughs) I said it earlier, but the maybe soon you'll join us in the 20th century with three years to spare. (laughs) I liked Buffy saying, what's he look like? I don't know. (laughs) Um, when, when Xander was explaining to Buffy the dangers of the internet and she was like, he could be a circus freak. He's probably a circus freak. <laughs> like, yeah, that happened right probably. after. Right after the killer line, Nazi Germany was a model of a well-ordered society. I didn't write that. <laughs> Who's been in my files? Uh, when Buffy says, uh, she's talking to Dave and she's just like, so uh, he's like, you have to look at their file. And he's like, okay, but they write their file, right? So they could their say profile. they're anyone, even if it's not who they really are. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, Wow. I had knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also liked when, when before that, when she was talking to Willow and Willow's like, you have an expression. It's like, that's a good line. Cause oftentimes we have expressions. That's true. <laughs> um, you guys really like the library. Yeah. To read makes our English speaking good. <laughs> I liked when Buffy said, he's gone binary on us. And Xander said, for those of us in our studio audiences who are me. <laughs> what does that mean or something? Um, before that, this calendar and Giles are arguing and he realizes what the book was. And he's like, I have to go. And uh, it was nice talking with you. We were fighting. Yeah. We must do it again sometime. <laughs> he walks off. <laughs> I 
any interaction with Miss Calendar and Giles was just top notch in this episode. It was. Uh, also, before the he's gone binary line, they said, uh, he was like, someone has to read the book to release the demon. Buffy went, you released Malik? <laughs> Xander go. went, way to go. <laughs> I liked Buffy's, here's a tip, hurry. <laughs> that was a good one. The other two I have written down, we already brought up, but there was a man in Beijing who was wiring money to a Swiss bank account for a hitman <laughs> on his mom. Good for him. <laughs> I really want to know what's up with that. Yeah. And Xander's saying, hey, I got to hit someone. Yeah. I liked Buffy's out. Guy's made of metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, she tried Buffy. to draw, drop kick a robot. <laughs> and then we, we already brought this up, but the we're doomed line. Yeah, I do. And I do have that one written down, too. Okay. And then obviously I wrote the entire thing down. Oh, yeah. So Miss Calendar was like, what is it? that you don't like about computers so much. And he was like, the smell. And she was like, computers don't have a smell. And he said, I know. Smell is the most powerful trigger to the memory there is. A certain flower or a whiff of smoke can bring up experiences long forgotten. Books smell musty and, and rich. The knowledge gained from a computer has no texture, no context. It's there, then it's gone. If it's to last, then the getting of knowledge should be tangible. It should be smelly. And I'm just like, yeah, John. <laughs> like, it was really good. So powerful. And he delivers it. Anthony Stewart head. I, I cannot, I cannot emphasize how much I love his acting, especially in this season. Like so, so strong in the, in the delivery of that whole monologue. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> like that is that framed so much of who I am as a person. So definitely had to put that in there. Oh, that's awesome. All right. I believe we would like to get into the analysis portion now. Yeah, sure. So uh, did you have anything written down for the analysis? I know I usually do it, but since you did the one with the pack, I really liked that. And I want to... Um, no. Not really? I didn't okay. write anything down, but I can tell you that I think the big metaphor here is the thing I've been bringing up the whole time, which was internet stranger danger. Yeah, I wrote down cyber danger, stranger danger. You yeah. Know, obviously, like, just be careful who you interact with. Be careful how you let the internet, you know, for all that this is a internet-based podcast and technology-based podcast that we put on the internet. Um, yeah. But I also wanted to bring up the fact that this really was interesting. We, we kind of brushed up on the background stuff going on with like the penicillin. And there was one point where the TV was like all of the serial killer uh, profiles have been downloaded. Yeah. And uh, there was something about the FBI, too. And then Buffy and Xander and Giles were talking and Xander was like, how much harm can you do from in there? And they were like, he could set off nuclear missiles. He can destroy the world's economy. He can do all of these things. And like, I think she capped it off with the nuclear yeah. missiles one. What, what, what did Giles say? Like, yes, yours was best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it's this really was a powerful episode to think about all of the different things the internet controls. And that was in 1997, you know? So like, even now, if we were to lose the internet somehow, this recording would go away, you know, like my cell phone, I don't know that I would know what time it was. I mean, yeah, because even like my watch is electronic, you know, like so much of our lives have been infiltrated with technology that your watch is hooked up to the internet. Yeah, it's it synced to my smartphone. Oh, shit. All of my watches are analog because I need to a second hand for work. Which is smart, you know what I mean? Like, Plus, I lose them all the time. That's also really relevant. I need, like, right now, I need to be going to buy a watch for work because yeah. I haven't had it for like four days. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, it's crazy to think about like how much of our lives are built into technology, you know? And, and to Giles's point in his monologue, like, because of the fact that that information is so easily available. Just like I said, I care about whether or not red pandas are an endangered species, but I don't know it because I can just look it up if I ever need to like know it for whatever reason, you know? But those were the two two main points that I had. All right. Well, if anyone wants to reach us, they can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or they can email us at jimscancelledpod at gmail.com. And with that being the case, I do want to give a quick shout out to our most avid Facebook commenter, 
um, Diane, we just want to say thank you. We really appreciate the fact that you are constantly interacting with us and sharing your thoughts. I know you love Buffy and we love hearing from you. So we just wanted to say thank you to that. And um, again, if anyone wants to talk to us, reach out, comment, email, messenger. We'd we just love to hear from you. And once again, thank you to my niece, Lily, for designing our logo. We really, really appreciate that because we love having it. Stosh, the next episode is titled The Puppet Show. Do you have any predictions? Yeah, there's going to be all these puppets of werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Some pu- werewolf puppets. Yeah, no, um... <laughs> I, my best guess would be some sort of mind control is going to be at play. Um, Maybe they'll run into someone like the Purple Man, which was David Tennant's character in the Jessica Jones show. Okay. Um, My first thought was like Mad Mod from the old Teen Titans cartoon. <laughs> like he didn't really have anything to do with puppets. I don't know why I pictured him. Um, That's, that's my best guess. Okay. Is mind control that and will... werewolf puppets. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well... We will find out whether or not your predictions are correct when we go into it. When we finish that episode, that will be three-fourths of the way through season one, so that's pretty exciting. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. Everybody wants to be a cat, cause the cat's the only cat that knows where it's at.